Welcome to What I Wish I Learned in Law School. My name is Audrey Earhart, and I, just like you, am a practicing attorney, but I'm also the CEO and founder of Practice 42. At Practice 42, our goal is to build and sustain successful law practices across the nation. We do that in so many different ways, and I can't wait to talk to you more about that. Right now, I want you to know we're going to go ahead and focus on how you can become the next guest on my podcast, What I Wish I Learned in Law School, and share so much of your journey with our audience. I'm so excited. It's going to take about 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go ahead and jump in. With us right now is Sherry Poehler. Sherry, we're based in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, Tell us about your firm and and please give a start off with the website too. Okay, the website, you don't want to start. Um, I'm Sherry Fuller. I have what I call a micro firm in Louisville, Kentucky, and I have what's called a holistic practice. So um, I decided that uh, through my own personal experience before I ever did our law that giving people nice, hard, reading documents and nice folders, but not actually finding out what their underlying problems were was insufficient. There was not enough information. Um, it often wasn't helpful. So when I'm dealing with uh, clients, I do a 19-page questionnaire to start with before we first meet. So I have a very clear picture of their legal questions at the end, but I want to know about their family relationships, their medical issues. I want to find out where they live, how they live. If you live in a place like Orlando, you may need a car to get to the grocery store. In some parts of Louisville, you may be able to walk to a library. How are they going to get around as they age if they want to age in place? Um, And then we figure out financially whether what they would like to do from here to eternity is feasible based on what their money is their assets are. Um, and then we decide what legal strategies they need. Wow. Um, so that's, that's not typical, you know, starting with, you know, that level of detail, what was, um, what was the reaction that you got initially as you started really beefing that up with, with folks that are incoming? Um, it's a little bit intimidating. It's a little bit challenging for people. So I explain that, um, I think it's okay to have generic advice. And if people want to get documents off the internet or from a non-elder law attorney, that may be fine. I'm not concerned about that. I'm more concerned about what counsel they're getting and what advice they're getting and whether it's appropriate for them. The same way I would say to you, if you came up to me at a cocktail party, what do I do about my mother who's aging? I've never met your mother. I wouldn't have the faintest idea. (laughs) Well, it depends. Every lawyer says that, yes. Um, but I think there, there are um, strategies and techniques that elder law attorneys have to use to be good at what we do that are very different than the sort of uh, financial services attorney would need um, in terms of knowing regulations. I also have to know a good care manager or a facility that's close or how to vet um, people coming into the home or explain to people why a general practitioner, when you have specific health conditions that address aging people, you want to find a geriatrician because I also wouldn't take my mother to a pediatrician. That's why it's the wrong age group. So you need to be able to explain that. I think when I have the conversation with people, they they tend to understand why it's meaningful to really dig into their whole life, not just their legal documents. Yeah. Sherry, um, so obviously we we hope that there's some great students that are listening to this podcast, maybe folks that are very early in their uh, legal career. What are some of the things 
things that, you know, again, having been in law school and then having been in the real world, um, what are some of the biggest things that you think, yeah, you, you're definitely not learning this in law school. I can tell you that. Um, I think the, the biggest thing that I would encourage people to learn in law school and take advantage of is if you have clinics, if you have real world clinics, if you have real internships where you see not sorry, where you have an opportunity to learn not what a very good law clerk or judge wrote about in an opinion, but rather real world experience. Um, and I don't think there's a substitute for that. It helps you decide what kind of law you want to do. It helps you decide what kind of environment you want to be in. Um, my One of my favorite real world experiences came when I was a first year associate in the summertime and I had split my summer. So I did a fellowship for public interest for part of the summer. And then the second part of the summer, I went to work at a law firm and I thought this will be easy. I was a paralegal before law school. I could do this. So I got an assignment and I wrote the most fantastic, <laughs> fantastic memo to the partner about uh, a specific uh, bank banking issue and i went down all the case law on both sides i got some law review articles i had the federal and state law and regulation it was brilliant yeah. and i hand it was i don't know 20 or 25 pages long and i handed it in the partner said this is fantastic law review article my client doesn't care they want an answer to their question. Wow. What should they do? And I have no idea because I I reasoned out both sides of yeah. the sides. But it was a very different question for a real world client. Wow. Academically magnificent. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's right. No, no. I find is um if, if you believe that what you are doing will have to be explained as opposed to as to, to other people to explain how it was ethical or why it was appropriate, you're probably making a choice that you don't want to be making. Um, I have uh, one of my jobs in law school was to TA a class in alternate dispute resolution. And so I would debrief um, negotiations with people, which I agree are inherently dishonest. But when I had people lying in those, I would never do business with that attorney really? ever again. Right. This was a game in law school. If you're willing to lie there, I, you know. Uh, yeah. So I think you can sell out your good name exactly once. It's it's never worth it. Not for that client, not for that case, not ever, in my opinion. Yeah. So, so skip the moral ambiguity. It's, it's <laughs> your, it. that and that reputation. And, and, you know, when that is observed, that's just something that's going to stick with you. You made that choice there. Wow. We all make that choice you got to learn if you make a mistake with a client right you right up, you fix the you fix the problem deal with the client and move on if you try to it's, it's never the it's it's, it's never the crime it's yeah I think they don't teach you enough of that in law school i'm not just talking about ethical obligations but only the decisions you make and particularly in a practice like elder law or family law where you're dealing these people need to trust you um, you need to know who your client is at all time and people need to trust you and those are questions that you don't get when you're thinking academically in law school in most instances. So I wish I'd known that. Yeah. Sherry, um, for someone that's been listening to our conversation, they they appreciate your candor. <laughs> they say, okay, I... I would love to network. I would love to partner. I would, you know, uh, maybe down the road is someone that's uh, wondering if you'd be hiring, that sort of thing. What are some of the best ways to engage with you or connect with you? Me personally? Well, yes, or your firm. So um, 
I, uh, I do, all my clients are word of mouth. Um, and when people want to work with me, they have to come in through a particular connections. I've done generic hiring and I've gone through 50 resumes and hired nobody. I am a, a very, very, unfortunately, extremely type A++ uh, lawyer. Um, I hope my clients think so. And the, the big thing for me is if you really want to learn about elder law, come shadow me, shadow another elder law attorney. We're all very open. We love what we do. Um, and I, I did financial services law for 20 years before this, and I never had the same warm feeling. Uh, but it's, uh, it's great. If, you, if someone wanted to ask me a question, they could reach out to me. I, I answer my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I answer questions that go into the website. Yeah. And what's the URL? It's Polar Elder Law. P-O-L-U-R-Elderlaw.com. Very simple. I try to get some of my clients. And, um, and I like working in my book. Some people don't. Some people yeah. Try a few things and lost. Yeah. Get out and try and find out what you're Yeah. Wonderful. Sherry Polar, Polar Law Firm, right? Polar Elder Law. PolarElderLaw.com. Yep. Sherry Polar, thank you so much for joining us. Pleasure. It's Audrey Earhart here. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, What I Wish I Learned in Law School. Listen, if you are a successful attorney and you want to share your message and you have something that you want to give back here, I would love you to be to have you there to be a part of my program. And that's again the What I Wish I Learned in Law School platform. That's our podcast. This is where you're really going to have the opportunity to share our amazing message. And listen, if you got something out of this interview, it's really important that you share our podcast with your social media. It's not just about our social media where we're going to be putting this out on our Instagram, Practice 32, our Facebook practice ready to you'll even see it on my linkedin audrey and you'll also see it practice ready to's linkedin as well we really want you to be part of this community so we can get your unique message out we're putting out so many so much content on a weekly basis i know you're going to find something that piques your interest you can learn from share with your audience too and listen you can just do a quick screenshot of your phone number and text it to a friend so they can take a look at everything they can see what you're up to on social media they can see what we're up to and really this is the way that we're going to help our lawyer community learn what they need to know. There's so much that none of us learned in law school about how to run a business, how to optimize our processes, how to get the right marketing for our practice, how to use legal technology, which changes on a daily basis. Listen, let's get connected. Let's stay connected. I'm so appreciative of you for being here. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.